What up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, you know, people up at Tyler, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. Uh, you are tuned in to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sam spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Uh, the first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. They'll even give you a free estimate. All you got to do is go to waytogrow.net and schedule an appointment. Um, you know, what felt, really felt like coming in with the normal intro and energy that you usually do. Uh, due to the fact of the circumstances that's going on in our state that's hit close to home uh, yesterday in Uvalde with the elementary school shooting. Um, Definitely wanted to start there. You know, sometimes you feel, you know, even guilty, you know, trying to talk, still discuss sports and and go on when you have such a tragedy uh, like yesterday. But this one definitely hit close to home, you know, 80 miles away from here from San Antonio where I sit, um, but definitely wanted to give uh, my true opinion and thoughts on this like so many have today um, in the last 24 hours that have a platform, uh, regardless whether it's, you know, news, sports talk, you know, people just everyday people on social media giving their opinion, but um, definitely been in the business long enough to uh, have to come on air on a, quite a few of these, um, you know, from Sandy Hook on. I mean, the list goes on. Um, you know, definitely, as the as as normal in this situation, is you definitely want to uh, give thoughts and prayers to the victims and the uh, and the parents. Um, you know, yesterday, because you know, I think it was really probably our uh, second to last, or probably going into the last segment of the show um, during break. Uh, because I, you know, sometimes, of course, when, you know, we get messages on uh, Facebook Live or direct messages that I get on the phone, sometimes I check them, sometimes the Internet, sometimes service is bad in here and sometimes are delayed. But, uh, you know, I did, you know, remember seeing on my phone that there was a, uh, you know, a lockdown at a close by elementary school. And, then you know, really much pretty much in our last segment, going to the last segment for the break, you know, Jonas had a reaction, um, you know, from something he was looking on the Internet like, whoa, you know, I thought about, you know, what happened. You know, I thought something had happened to, you know, maybe something happened to athletes Some trade went down, something, you know, big news. He's like, no, you know, he goes, uh, you know, active shooter, school shooting. And, you know, honestly, my reaction to him was, oh, OK. And the reason why, you know, want to kind of bring that up and, and be honest with that, because it goes, I'm pretty sure by now, um, especially if you're taking time to listen to this show, you've had an opportunity to hear head coach Steve Kerr uh, before last night's, um, you know, uh, game four of the Western Conference Finals um, give his passionate uh, speech in regards to wanting something to be done. And for people that don't know or didn't know till yesterday, I mean, Steve Kerr, I mean, he's passionate for a lot of different reasons, but, you know, he lost his dad uh, to uh, gun violence. Um, you know, 
the reason why I want to bring that up is because he's the, out of everything he said, and I thought it was well said and it was from the heart, but everything that he said, the thing that stood out to me the most, which, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that he's speaking of in regards to becoming numb to this, where it's the norm. And I've said this before off air and on air. Uh, when this has come up, I mean, you know, you can go to the shooting last week or we could go in Buffalo. You can go to the church shooting in California um, and now right down the road in Uvalde at the elementary school that these situations are coming like car accidents and wrecks where we know that there's every day, unfortunately, somebody dies on the highways in this country whether it's an accident, whether it's a DUI, you know, involved, whatever, we lose people every day through car accidents. And it's one of those that, hey, wow, that's sad. That's a move on. And it's it's becoming to the point where with these mass shootings, whether they're at schools, churches, uh, grocery stores, it's it's become where it's, you know, I don't want to use the word accepted because I think that's the wrong thing word to use, but it's become part of our lives where it's like, man, I hope that doesn't happen to my child or I hope I'm never in that situation or that didn't happen while I'm out grocery shopping. And that's a sad situation because I remember, you know, with me being always self-conscious of news at a very young age, you know, I was always into news and world news. And I remember, you know, going through, you know, my freshman year in high school and around that time, probably eighth grade going to freshman high school, you know, I would come home, you know, most kids watch cartoon on that. And I would turn, I was programmed then, turn on the news at that time, CNN news. We didn't have that many different news outlets, even at that time, even a little bit younger. But I remember sitting back and I remember it wasn't just me, you know, I remember hearing a lot of people, con- you know, comment like news, you know, people and anchors when they would constantly show footage of other countries and third tier countries and, you know, conflicts in the streets and, and to, you know, people walk around with guns and shooting and you just see civilian bodies just laid out. And I remember thinking like, man, how, you know, how does that, ha- how does that go on? Like we, we, you know, I can't, couldn't fathom that. And then the fast forward, you know, 30 years later, well, not even that long, but we've become that. In this country for the, you know, for the the, put on display for the whole world to kind of see we've become that country over here, America. And I've always said, you know, again, every every country in this world has its flaws, major flaws, and we're no different. Still think it's one of the greatest countries to live in. But it's it's to the point to where we've always supposed to be the leaders you know, to other countries or how to do things, how to do the right things, how to have democracy, all that. And really that has been a struggle for us to lead the right way, at least easy in the last 15 years or so, 10 or 15 years. Um, another thing that stood out to Steve Kerr's press conference um, when he talked about the 50 senators and talked about their power Okay, that stood out because I've had these conversations probably heavily in the last month or two in my home um, about where we're at 
as a government and a society, but really with the government. Because when Steve says, you know, there's 50 senators that's been having this bill sit there for going on two years that they don't want to vote on, that is about background checks and things like that. When he says it's about to lose the power, well, I, I would say, yes, that is true. But in everything else, and you've heard this saying in life, and it's true, whenever there's there's a crime or corruption that you're trying to figure out and solve or why that might be, they always tell you to follow the money. And to me, this is no different. I mean, money comes, then the power comes. You know, that's just the reality. And really what this is about when he speaks of these 50 senators, um, this just becomes when, you know, when we talk about our forefathers and, you know, they wrote this constitution, it was supposed to be this and that. Well, first of all, I don't think any forefathers or people that want to go to that card ever really, a, you know, vision would be okay about, you know, children, elementary children being slaughtered at school or elderly you know, people being slaughtered at, a, at at grocery stores or movie theaters, whatever you want to say. But the truth of it is, the reason why I say follow the money, and I've had these con you know conversations with AC privately a lot, is because the problem is is that our government and these politicians, it's become corrupt. It's been corrupt. But you know, politicians and senators and you know, governors. That was created to serve the people and to be everybody knows like I'm, I'm passionate when it comes to history and all that. That's the one thing I paid attention to when I was in school, but it was created to serve the people and to govern this country and to have laws and all that. It was never really created for politicians to become wealthy off of. And that's where the problem lies is because you have politicians and you have people in government that Regardless of what the body count is, regardless of what the age or the race or the gender, they have a they, they have a duty to uphold on who is setting up their families and their futures with generational wealth based off of sometimes decisions that will affect our families directly. And it all has to do with. With money, and that's the reason why I probably have said, you know what, I, I've been, I've been vote, I've said this before on these airways. I've been voting since I was 18 years old. It was imputed to me by my grandmother, or, you know, my dad's mother when she was living, about vote. You got to vote, and especially as a as an African American man, you got to when you grow up, you got to vote since 18. In the last, I would say, eight years of what we've been through. It has really got me numb to the fact that I don't, you know, I don't consider I've, I've removed myself to even consider what party you sway this way, whether it's right or left, because I feel like regardless where the we're at, where we're at right now. And I'm not just talking about the developments of just yesterday, but really where we're at in the last, I would say, again, decade at least or even a little shorter than that. It's we're screwed either way. Because it doesn't matter what side, whether it's left, whether it's right, we're, we're screwed either way because it's corrupt and it's messed up on both sides. And the people that sit in those seats, they really are not there for what it was intended for them to be there about. Okay? 
That that's just the reality. And when we're talking about money corruption, we're not talking about you know senators and stuff making you know hundred thousand a year, quarter million a year. We're talking about groups of individuals that are getting millions of dollars funded to them to be stirred, steered, excuse me, in a direction where it benefits those that backing of what, what they're interested in. And that's kind of what the problem is. And to me, I think, you know, we can sit here and point, you know, there's, and when all these, these things happen, when we go through this, you know, you have, depending on what side you want to point the finger at, it's, you know, mental health, well, it's gun control. Well, it's the NRA. Well, it's you know, it's this. It's it. It's a it's a lot. It's it's a lot of layers that contribute to where we're at right now. Even from a fact of society, and, and I'm not even you know, I, I'll include people my age. I would say probably my age and even younger. We we've had generations, probably t- at least the last two to three generations, that have grown up in a society to where violence. And death and life has become cheap the way we see it, the way it's been, you know, the way we consume it through Hollywood and movies, the way we consume it through video games. You know, it used to be always be oh well, it's it's a rap music or it's or it's, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's satanic movement and music. It's you know, it's. It's it's what it's whatever it's all we've gone through phases. Of, oh, well, you know, it's it's, you know, video game makers have been on cap. We we go through these cycles instead of just admitting, you know what? It's a lot. It's everything. It's everything. It's it's what it's what we choose sometime in entertainment. Like I said, usually comes out of Hollywood, the movie, social media, the what is displayed on social media. And, you know, I, I you know, I heard, you know. I was talking to AC yesterday, you know, everybody, she's out of town, but she's, you know, with her friend and we're talking to him on speaker and her friend's like, you know, I feel like, you know, the government, the, our FBI, you know, our CIA, they're failing us. You know, when there's the warning signs of, you know, you know, these people that, you know, commit these heinous acts to where, oh, well, they posted this on social. How can not somebody see that? How can, and I told her, I said, well, you know, there's layers to that because, you know, it comes down to, since this is America, and since we talk about our rights and our privacy, you know, post 9-11, you can go back to the Bush administration. I mean, post they pushed the envelope very close to over edge when it came to be like, OK, we have terrorists now living amongst. We got we've got to dig into their phone records. We've got to dig into their to their to their online activity. It was controversial. And then when you go on years past or removed from that, it still comes back to where when you have these social media companies that do well, you know. It's freedom of expression. So my point being to them is like, you know, you can sit there and say, okay, the CIA has failed us. FBI, how do you not see these warning pay? Well, it comes down to the rights that we have that we want as citizens, as our privacy. So my point is there is so many layers to the reason why we are here where we're at as a society. Because, you know, people that will sit here and say, well, you know, it, it's not the guns. You need, you need to go ahead and, and, and look, it's the mental health. It, it's not, well, you know what? There's mental health issues in other parts of countries, too, and they don't have this problem that we have. I mean, what I hear the number, like what? I mean, 200, like over 200 mass shootings in this year alone, and we've only been through how many days we've only been through this year in 2022? And some of the stuff ain't even really being reported. Some of them don't make the news if, if they're not as egregious on this. 
But when you're talking about children, like I said, I'm not, I've, I've said this on the show. I've, I've been in the stepfather role a few times, never had kids that have my DNA and blood in them. But you know, I was raised by two parents. I was a mama's boy. So when I see, you know, kids at that age, I mean, cause you know, when you hear at school shooting, you're thinking like, okay, well, is this like, you know, kid, and it doesn't really matter whether it's high school, elementary, I mean, middle school, but when you talk about elementary and you talk about a victims besides the two adults who have passed, when you talk about children that no one's over the age of 10 years old or eight, I was hearing, um, that's, uh, that's sickening. And, and, and again, it's not, I mean, you can have people that are paying, paid professionals that are, are paid to try to get in mind, into the minds of these type of individuals and they can't, they can't figure it, they, they, they can't figure it out. So let alone somebody that's, you know, doing sports radio or, or working a normal job is supposed to have these questions of what goes through a sick minds individual or what, uh, you know, push them to that. Uh, we're going to talk sports. We're going to continue to talk sports, but I had to get that uh, off the chest because I just think that, you know, everybody's got to have an opinion. That's my opinion. But I think we need to, before we point fingers and choose side with this and this, we have to understand that there's a lot contributing the reason why America, the way we're here, are at right now as a society. 1-800-707-9760. You are listening to the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sands for the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether auto life, home, or renters. He can find the cheapest rate out there for you, too, because he represents over 40 different carries for insurance. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so... um, 
let me go ahead and get to the docket of what we've got on and usually get that out in the opening, but felt like I had to, uh, you know, get that off my chest. And I know, it, and like myself, you know, it's just something I'm known to grow as I get older. You know, everybody deals with tragedies a different way. I mean, you know, after me losing my mom and going through that for four years, sometimes I, you know, indulge myself into work so I don't have to really deal, you know, really with the reality going on. So I don't want to, you know, I didn't, don't want to, didn't do this with intentions of turning the whole show into about that because I know people deal with different things and use stuff as escape. But, you know, I just felt like I had to get that off. Um, because that's really truly how I felt and how I continue to feel about everything. There's just different layers of stuff and it's no need to, uh, waste breath about a right left and it's the right. It's the Republican, the Democrat. It's all of them. It's all of them. We're screwed either way. And if eight years, if the last eight to 10 years ain't showed you that, then, then I don't, then you really don't know how things work if you can't see through your own eyes and really what's going on. But other than that, the docket, we do have some things to get to. Um, you know, the sports world does move on. Um, you know, quite a few things we've got to talk about. You know, of course, NFL, we're going through these OTAs. Uh, we're continue to go through them. Um, uh, you know, got to hear, um, Kyle Shanahan's press conference yesterday. Their story around them con- continues to be this Jimmy Garoppolo situation and Trey Young's, uh, Trey Lance situation. Not Trey Young. He's in Atlanta hitting threes, but Trey Lance. Um, and, and Kyle to me kind of sent mixed signals. And, and, you know, uh, what I will say about this, and, and again, he kind of talked about what I figured what the delay of this process was. It's about the shoulder thing with Jimmy. But let's make no mistake about this. You know, I've said this before when we talk about the 49ers. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan pretty much got with normal first-year coaches, head coaches, and first-year head execs don't get. They got like eight-year contracts. So with that came security, okay? And they've kind of earned that. They've, they've, they've earned those eight years up to this point. I mean, they've been to two conference championship games and one Super Bowl appearance and was maybe a couple plays away from winning a Super Bowl. All right. Um, but let's make no mistake about this. Any other normal, and I'm not saying this might not be the case, but I doubt it because of the success they've had. But any other normal, general manager, head coach, or head of the scouting department. I'll put head of the scouting department. If this was any other circumstances where you would have given up for a quarterback, not that's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, not a future Hall of Fame quarterback, but a quarter or not a veteran quarterback of 10 years or more. But you gave that up for a quarterback that pretty much only had less than damn near 20 starts in college and never played a down in the NFL, and you gave up that to get him, and you're going into possibly the second year, and if you would be in a situation to where, where there's the shoulder, where there might be, and the guy who had the job as you drafted this young talent is still on the roster – Somebody be getting fired. Somebody will be losing the job. This is just one of those situations to where I know Jonas and I have a little small wager on this. This is one of those that we're going to have to wait to see it play out because honestly, after that press conference yesterday from Kyle Shanahan, um, 
only those two. First of all, there was no one else in the building that knew exactly who they were going with on until the day, not even as the day of the draft, because they didn't want anything to leak. You know, they did that trade early months before the draft. It sat there like, wow, damn, they just traded up to the number one spot. Who are they going to get? Who are they going to take? And, you know, they've they've taken it guarded. So it's these two with this decision on their hands between Jimmy and Kyle. But right now when I hear that press conference, it's yes, his shoulder is the case. But really where it comes down to me, this is a situation to where they did one gamble and it's kind of backfired. I think they took the approach where, you know what, man, we're going to wait till – we're going to wait to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Then we're going to wait to see what happens with Russell. Then we'll wait to some other agents, free agent quarterbacks sign up, and then we'll make our decision. Well, maybe there'll be a demand for Jimmy at that time. Then he has a surgery. Because to me, a surgery that he had that's taken this while, or we're about to be the OT or whatever, that's still putting him in a situation where either he can't A, pass a physical, or still haven't been cleared to throw. My whole thing is like, maybe he should have been. We should have seen Trey more last year than we did because evidently he shouldn't have been playing as much as he was that seriously hurt if that's the case. I think going forward where they're at right now is that they're hoping when they get to July and they get to the end of June and July and early July and we get to ready camp that when other teams show up and they look at their quarterback situation and other teams say, you know what, we went through the draft, we went to free agency, our quarterback situation is still shaky. And then it's a situation where let's let's make a move now. There's a lot of different factors, but the reason why I mean we've talked about this on and off now for over a month, couple months now. But the reason why I'm bringing it up because that press conference with Kyle Shanahan, y'all know I got a lot of respect for Kyle, didn't really make too much sense to me and was contradicted. But we'll see. We'll kind of see what happens. Um, so you have that going on uh, in the National Football League. Uh, you got uh, Tyreek Hill saying some giving giving Tua some rave reviews. Say, hey, his arm strength, his accuracy. I played with some quarterbacks, but I don't know if a guy this smart to go. I'm like, damn, man, you know he just left? But Tyreek is really high in trying to give confidence of Tua what's going on. I've told you, I don't know if we really got into it, but I told you Friday, like last Friday, that, you know, or maybe back it was Monday. No, we're off Monday, so that'd be yesterday or Friday that I told you that there's a lot of good reviews coming out from Dolphins defensive players about this new look offense. You know, and then you have Tyreek Hill's comments. So you have that going on. Also, what you got? Doesn't Tyreek kind of have to, though? And he admitted that he had that he had the bar pretty low for Tua coming in from playing with Patrick Mahomes. But he, this is the time of year you have to make those comments, especially when you just got a paycheck from the team. I don't know if you have to. Um, I mean, I kind of see what you said, but I don't know if you have to, because if anything is like that old saying goes, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. I mean, he's got his money. You know, they paid him like he's going to be the number one receiver over the number two. I mean, you have Waddle over there. I mean, but I don't think he has to. I think he's seen. I mean, he's been with them with some voluntary OTAs. They've got because look, all the, the 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 negativity that's been out there with Tua about his arm strength and this and this. I never bought into it anyway because I seen him play against Sunday competition every Saturday when he was out. And then I know what he's gone through. I know what he used to go against every day in practice. We're talking about first-rounders. So, to me, I, I never bought into that. So, I think to say, do you, you know, when you're saying that, does he, doesn't he have to say that? No, not necessarily. He could just stay quiet. He got his money. I think he's really probably, and, and I do believe him that maybe the bar was set low because you're hearing all this negativity and you get there like, man, this guy ain't that bad, you know? So, uh, you've got that going on. Also, hockey, 
Playoff hockey continues to roll on. The Oilers then took a 3-1 lead over the Flames. Very weird game yesterday. Uh, you know, I, you know, I was expecting, you know, up in Calgary, they were the ones noticed to get off to the fast start. Edmund came and punched him in the mouth early, got a 3-0 lead. Next thing you know, it's tied up early in the third period. Bam. You know, they're going to win 5-3. They've taken a 3-1 lead in that series. Uh, so hockey continues to be competitive and pushing forward as well, too. Also, what else? In hockey, tonight you have the Avalanche looking to eliminate the Blues. Yeah, Blues are up against it. I think Colorado gets it done against St. Louis. I don't think that series is going back to St. Louis. That's in Colorado. So, yeah, they'll definitely go ahead and get it done. Also, speaking of football, I did get an opportunity uh, to uh, check out um, the HBO Real Sports last night uh, with the accusers, a few of the uh, women accusers of Deshaun Watson's case was on there. Um, I watched it, and that's the only piece of real sports that I watched. I watched it, still feel the same way that I felt from day one. Um, I just, it, it's hard, it, it's just hard for me to believe, um, again, that I'll say that these this individual, speaking of Deshaun Watson, uh, went through two district attorneys that looked at all the evidence that they had in two different counties, two different states, and nobody there, he's not being charged with anything. Um, you know, and I still say that, um, you know, these women were part, and, and I think, and I do, and I'm happy that, not happy, but I'm glad to see that Deshaun Watson's lawyer, which is a female, by the way, pretty much decided to respond to real sports at the last minute, the 24 hour, to go ahead and get an interview to state their case. And I got to hear her, and, you know, hearing her, I was like, yeah, you know. 22 women, one lawyer. Okay. Um, you know, one of the young ladies, uh, the African-American young lady sitting there admitting openly that she continued to come around or communicate with Deshaun afterwards. And when, when pressed on that, asked why, well, I had to protect my career. I was the timid. I had to protect. And I'm thinking like Deshaun Watson is a professional football player that held one of only 32 jobs is he really gun-ho about trying to ruin your career for every reason i mean my opinion for everything that's gone on is i still think it's a bunch of women that took place into a guy that had a certain fetish that had the lightning whatever and they found out hey it's not me it's just me and then that's how we get here to where you get scorned and you put in a lawyer. Because keep in mind, another thing is there's a lot of lawyers, and then they touched on this last night. There's quite a few lawyers that didn't want to even take this case from this woman. This was the one lawyer to decide to. Normally when you got cut and dry cases like this with this type of high-profile figure, you, you can't fight off enough lawyers to try to take that, even for pro bono. You know, So nothing changed, in my opinion, on that. You know, I did have questions. I came here last week saying, well, wait a minute. You know, I know I've had my fists in the air for Deshaun and all that. But then when I hear that he admitted through a deposition that, yeah, there was a female that left crying or was crying, I had to figure, okay, well, wait a minute. Why did she leave crying? What's going on with that? You know, but I just still come down to where he went through two DA's offices that did not want to charge him with anything, not just not even one count. So nothing changed my mind so much on that. And, again, moving on from that, the league – they're waiting to the last minute for this decision on him for a reason, because I really don't believe that they want to. They're going to have to because of the situation, because of the notoriety of this and the tension has gotten. They're going to have to give him something. But I'm just I said it yesterday. I said, again, the longer you wait, it just tells me, in my opinion, you really don't want to give him games, period. 
1-800-707-9760. But let's get started first with last night. Uh, the Golden State with Dallas lives to fight another day. They extend the series, send it back to the Bay. Um, you know, not taking, don't want to take too much from Dallas, but considering, you know, Steve Kerr's press conference that was pregame and his passion and then hearing Steph after the game. And I've told y'all numerous of times in the show, um, Steve Kerr's health, his state of mind, and his availability means a lot to this team. Just as much as Steph, just as much as Draymond Green, just as much as Klay Thompson, and just as much as Jordan Poole. Um, it's, it's, it's not shocking to me why they had a hard time focusing or really the way that game went. Now, you know, again, not taking totally everything from Dallas, but it was obviously that they – they knew their coach was they, as a team that they weren't really all there uh, last night. Now, another thing I think that hurt them too. Um, I think when we had this, this leak, when we had this water leak on the American airlines, I'm like, damn, you know? Um, and they kept saying, well, who is this going to affect? To me, it didn't affect Golden State. Cause I know what Golden State is, as a third quarter team coming out. I mean, they were getting their ass kicked. In the first, in the, especially in the second quarter, they got their ass kicked. But I figured coming out of halftime, it would have been one of those things to take that. But then, you know, you sit around for 30, 45 minutes, and the cameras kept paying. You know, Mark Cuban, I could tell, like, the cameras kept. I don't know who he was texting last night while they was going, but you could tell. I'm a big person on body language. Mark Cuban was pissed last night. I mean, more probably embarrassed. I mean, I guess I'm hearing that this is a leak they had on the roof back in March. There was a leak, and maybe he thought he had it fixed. Somebody didn't do it all, you know the way it was supposed to be done, but that's kind of one of, you know, his thing. But San Antonio, I know they're, you know, Jones, let me know people on social. Oh, hey, you know, it doesn't say the AT&T center don't look too bad now. Oh, man, we just got a bat cave down there. We just, that that's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about that because they, they made two appearances. Not only that, at the Dome, we only had damn waterfalls to just go and spew out 100 gallons a, a minute, a second. That was like damn near twenty some years ago, but again, that's just that Spur fan gonna always try to find a way to enjoy. Oh, there you go. We don't have to worry about that. Okay, whatever. We just got bad. Probably just got the bad cave uh, down on East Houston. But anyway, that had that that delay really kind of I think hurt any kind of momentum. Golden State had to came, and you might it could have hurt Dallas too in a way. But they live to fight another day. It's three one. In that series, so we'll see. I mean, it was just pretty much they got outplayed. I mean, there's no need to really break down that game too much. And the shots, I mean, Dallas's role play, they finally was hitting shots at home. I don't understand. It's shocking they didn't come out and play that in game like that in game three that they did in game four. 1-800-707-976. We get back tonight. We've got Miami and Boston resuming their series. We'll talk about that when we get back. 